My name is Desmond Toure, and I represent Stafford Lodge in Freetown, Sierra Leone. And we also have a, a tall company that is called Salon Hidden Gym Traveling Tour in Freetown, Sierra Leone. Dory, you can go ahead and introduce ourselves. And my name is Dory Massey Toure. This, 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 is, this is Diversified, diversified. diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have the couple. You guys, man, this is the black trunks, you know, so this is like a, a blessed version. Um, but they own the Stratford Hotel in Freetown, Sierra Leone. They're going to give us the game on why a hotel, how a hotel, um, and why do we do it in Freetown, Salon Bobo, and not America, you know, right next to the Trump Tower. So welcome to the show. How are y'all doing today? Great, man. We're doing really good. Doing really good. Tell the people how long you've been working on this Black-owned hotel. We'll start there, then go into the travel company, because a lot of people say, wow, I didn't know Black folks owned hotels. <laughs> yeah, well, um, actually, um, I happened to lost my grandma, and um, so this was back in 2000. So I happened to travel down here to pay my last respect. And then when I came, I stay at, uh, I mean, I transit through the Gambia, Banjul. And I happened to stay at a hotel called the Limbus Business Travel. So I stay at that hotel and uh, happened to find out the owner of it, it's a cab driver in Maryland. So, and then... I said, okay, and uh, the lights. I mean, basically everything you needed for hotel is there. So it kind of, that kind of inspired me. And then when I, I get the next flight to Freetown, I stay in another hotel at Andy's Hotel, down, downtown Freetown. And this hotel, they rush on the lights, like they give you lights, electricity only at night, which is from 7A to 7P. And the rest of this, well, 7P to 7A. And then you just go without electricity for the rest of the day. And the water system, I mean, everything, it's just not okay. And then I was thinking after a while, after I stayed there for like a week, I was thinking, hmm, I might be able to do something like this. Well, that's a better, you know, version. So that's how I started thinking about it. And then... I traveled back to the state and I came back and then I start searching for a land to put this property. So basically that's how the idea came about. And uh, before I started going to put the structure, well, let me stop there for now. Okay, and this structure, I mean, it did not happen overnight. I remember your wife saying, um, you know, you put so much into it throughout the years. And I know you guys got married, um, you know, probably in the state and probably had many 
argument about, man, this hotel. Um, Madame, tell us, you know, when you met the chief and he was building this hotel, the process, let the people know how the process was and give some tips for those who are supporting others, whether they're male or female, on someone else's dream, because that's not an easy thing to do. Like you said, when I met um, Desmond, he was already um, building this hotel. Um, so when I met him, he basically said, hey, I'm from um, Sierra Leone, um, a country that I never heard of. Um, most like, um, I guess I guess it would be ignorance. Um, a lot of people only know Kenya, Ethiopia, South Africa, especially in America. Um, so I really never even knew of his country. Um, he told me he was building a hotel. I thought that was nice. Um, I'm a person that's afraid to fly. So I never in a million years would have thought to move here. But the way that he presented his hotel to me was that he had everything together as far as um, the hotel, the way that it was in his mind, his plan was uh, we, he would work on the hotel and when it opened, somebody would rent the whole hotel. So to me, it was presented to me in a nice little package. I never thought that I would have to move here. Um, I never thought that he would, the way that he worked for, for this hotel, I, I, I guess I thought it would be, um, a walk in the park, but it wasn't. It was a lot of hard work, a lot of hours that he put into this hotel to make it what it is today. Um, if I have any tips for anybody, I would definitely say don't try to open something. Don't try to open a hotel when you're not on the ground, not and when you're away from it. Um, it's definitely, I, I, would, I would think that that would be a tip. Um, is that what you asked me, Kellen? I'm sorry. That, that's what I asked, but, but I want to have a, a teachable moment because I'm sure before Desmond met you, um, he probably came account so many Americans who too didn't know where Sierra Leone is. But the fact that I, I consider you and why I think you would be great at the first, um, the Real Housewives of Sierra Leone, our Freetown, is because you remind me of such a roundaway girl. You know, Ohio is in the house. Just, you know, I, if I haven't seen the world, but so many people are scared to even jump on the plane. So many people are scared to even get a passport. And you are an example of if you do, life may be so much greater. And a lot of y'all single ladies, y'all might find your cheap somewhere else, but you gotta be willing to travel or, you know, you know, like Kevin Samuel says, you might have to get a cat or a dog and die alone. Now, I don't know if that's you know, for you, only God knows, but, but Desmond, I, I got to get from you. What was it that you, you know, maybe showed her and maybe explained to her so others can follow the footsteps to get her comfortable with even visiting and talk about moving to Sierra Leone? Like, what, what, what did you have? You got to, what game? You got to give a game lesson. You well, I mean, like she stated earlier that uh, when she met me, she met me, I was, I was already in the process of building it. And then um, actually, like I said earlier, uh, after I, I, I went back to the States from the funeral of my grandma and I stayed for a year to two, I came back to 2002 and tried to acquire land. So I got the land and then I went back 
And then I finally came back to 2004, December, and start the process, start the foundation from scratch. So from then on, it was just on and on. So, so um, and then um, I had uh, <clears throat> I had to, you know, come save money in the United States. Sometimes like 60, 70, 80,000 come here and set and spend it all and went back or send trucks like Cars, SUVs, sell them, put the money in the in the construction. So I've been doing that for years, all the way till I bump into her in twenty in two hundred nine. So then, um, by then, I already went a lot for far, and I was thinking, oh, I'm about to open it and blah blah blah. So then I told her what it is that I'm building a hotel, blah, blah, blah. So she was kind of welcomed the idea, but she didn't actually know where I was. And even myself, I didn't actually know the magnitude of what I was into. So until as you know, the longer it takes, the more hours I put in and I started to find out that I'm in trouble here. I mean, the money is not enough. It's like you get money, you just will pour it and it just disappears. Let me say anyway. Let me say this. What what you're on board is basically I was getting to it. <laughs> he was getting to it. But basically what got me on board was when we when we married, we had a daughter. And to me, coming from a two-parent uh, family household, I just knew that wasn't a life to live, to have your husband just working 24-7, just working. I mean, you, we would sit down for dinner and before you could even pick up the fork to sleep. Um, I know that's not a life for anybody to work seven days a week, all, all, you know, just as many hours as he was putting in. And, and then like when we were sending the 20 money, hours a day. Yes. And then when we were sending the money here abroad, we was not receiving anything back. I mean, I had a good job. I was a tax auditor for the state of Ohio. But I think just something just I spoke to um, my supervisor and she just basically said, like, have you ever considered moving there? And I hadn't. So I thought about it. I thought about our marriage. I thought about our young daughter. And I, I mean, I just like YOLO. You only live once. If it fails, let's go there and, and, and see what we do together. If it fails, it fails. Um, I can always come back and get a job here. And so that, I think, just watching him, his sacrifice that he was making, um, working the tireless hours. Um, his brother was here in Sierra Leone, and he he didn't ask to run a hotel, so he was unable to do it. So it was just something that I just saw from both of the brothers that something had to give, and I knew it was our presence here. So that was one of the major reasons. I, I want you both to give, you know, once you have moved, once you got settled, you know, um, of course, Desmond, it's home for you. Uh, but what is the feeling? What is the beauty of being in free time? Because a lot of, and, and tell the people, because that's the number one question people ask. Well, if I want to stay for a month, how much do I need? Because I tell people, single people, you got $2,000 a month. You know, a lot of folks are making that online. Um, you're going to be rich in most of Africa. 
So give us your experience when you touch down, you get comfortable. Um, was there any remorse saying, oh, I miss McDonald's and everything else? Because you got Chicken Town right there. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's way better than McDonald's, but, you know, you got Chicken Town. So both of y'all give me your, your, your feedback and assessment and opinion, please. I didn't have any remorse um, as far as I do miss McDonald's, so I love filet and fish. But there was no remorse. I think when I first got here, um, I just reckon I just felt like I was at home. There wasn't any remorse, but I was. Just, I think that the business niche that I thought we were um, catering to and we were advertising to or marketing to, when I found out that business niche did not exist, I kind of um, felt like I needed to find the next business niche. So it was always just me not not having time to remorse, but just trying to make this thing work because the on the other side of the coin was him going back, you know, working, struggling with that cab again. So it was never any remorse. I mean, I miss my parents. I miss my our other children. But there was never any remorse per se. And like you say, somebody definitely can come here, make 2000 a month and live like a, a king or a queen. Um, it's not very expensive to live here at all. And how about you, Desmond, when you got back home and you're like, I got her. I got her. She, she's believed it. She's comfortable. Like, what is that feeling? And, and is there anything that you miss in the state? Because you got your family and, and, you know, you got your hotel. I mean, what more can a man ask for? Right. Well, um, still back, uh, we opened this thing back in 2016. And when we opened it, we was just doing the same thing, keep pouring money in here. We have sporadic uh, customers and it wasn't stable. And even if money comes, it's still not enough to cover expense. So I'm still doing the same thing, same thing, same thing until we finally move here. But when Moving here, what I truly can say I miss from the state is, uh, I mean, I like the smooth stuff, you know, getting out the streets and roll, you know, don't worry about somebody cutting me off on traffic like here, you've been here, you want to make a left turn, you got to watch to the left, to the right, to the center, anywhere, Okada, KK, it's just the the the... The obstruction, the people unruling. Yes, I'm from here, but I'm just being real. Uh, it's this type of things is what I really miss. I miss the orderly fashion that United States gave. That the structure is what I miss. So here, how can we get to it? I don't know. It's just a problem upon problem. And then here at the hotel, the people, the staffs are not consistent. You tell them one thing, they do it today, tomorrow, the third day or next week, they are off on their game. So you have to keep telling them, you have to keep going behind them, telling them how this works. What we want is consistency in order for this business to stand. I cannot afford going back to the United States and find myself living in that cab. Because what I was doing driving a yellow cab, out in Columbus, Ohio, and I can tell you this for free. When I left there, even a, a buddy of mine called me saying, oh, what Yellow Cab said, the CEO, he said, losing Desmond is like losing 10 drivers. That's yeah. how it was 
in the hustling, bustling. No I can send a fillet of fish, uh, express, man. If you ever want to, I'll send that to you. Just tell me, I need a fillet of fish. I don't know how quick DHL can get it to you, but I tell my family that in Oakland, I say, I want this meal. I'll give you a hundred dollars and I'll pay a hundred or whatever it needs to get that. So let me know. Now the consistency um, that we have here in America, I'd love to be a part of certain things. We talked about this, you know, while we were getting our citizenship, but what you don't have to put up with. Um, I don't drive when I leave America. That's just a rule of mine because I feel like I've, I, you know, I've made it. I ain't got to drive. I don't drive anywhere out of America um, because I want to have a driver. I've been driving since I was 15. So um, tell me this. You are part of the change. A lot of owners have told me, and you know, other hotel owners have even told me, it's hard to get people to be consistent. Desmond, you being from there, because as a JC, I can't say what I think it is publicly. What is that? What is it? My wife calls certain behaviors in Africa learned helplessness. But why do you think when training someone, if you say do it like this every time, why can you not get that consistency? What is it? Are, is, is, is Africa too free to be consistent? And they're going to do, are they over savvy? But I mean, give us the game. Why is that? I can only say it's because uh, as you already know, you came here, you was like, wow, what is going on here? We are not being introduced to this type of stuff. The structure was never here, you know, and if the structure is never there, how can you learn to be able to comprehend when somebody is trying to tell you something? You can go to school and learn A, B, C, and D, but you have to have a structure too outside there. You know, like maybe you, you even just a simple uh, traffic light. It's not there. That's you can able to stand and wait and yield left or wait for a green light. It's not here. So just little stuff that this that we never had. I never have the opportunity to even go work somewhere as a part time. Say when I was in school, going uh, like maybe 13, 14 years old. Our, our kids there can go to Kroger's or Giant Eagle or any white big chain to work for part-time just on a school break and able to get some change. We don't have that type of thing here, you know? So I don't know anything. And these people, I'm thinking, I'm assuming that is the reason why you tell them one, I mean, we've been even here now at this hotel, it's been, we've been opening since 2016. This is 2021, which is 2021. We're still struggling for them to do the things that they little team. You can talk. Every, it's like the moment we jump here, we fly back to the state for a month or two. Everything is back to <laughs> like hell loose. Period. Wow. Yeah. So you come back here, simple thing like just a, a light bulb go off in a, any room or anywhere. They cannot able to change that until you come and tell them, man, why this place is so dark? And I you also know? think like your wife, you know, so, I'm also a JC. I think out of observation, looking at it through a different lens, out of observation, I just honestly believe if you 
if you come to work in a place where you're not familiar and if you don't have the type of things that we have at the hotel, to them it's abnormal. It's not normal behavior for them. So if something is wrong, to them it's fine because it's better than when you what know they have. better than what they have. And what they so used to. In my observation, looking at Sierra Leone, this place is a place that is without love. Like you have to be able, I love my staff. So once they make a mistake, I have to be, I have to have patience with them and say, okay, well, this is not the way to do it. This is, if I have to remind them 10 times, 15 times, I have to do that. And I, and so I think if you look at it like that, with that type of consistency, eventually they will be, they will trust us and then we will be able to get to a point where we're able to trust them and then we will be able to leave. But I just think that that's all it is. It's just people come here and take from them so much. So they, so they're just doing things just to get by rather, and they're doing their best. So we reckon, I recognize that in them. And I just think like, I think people are not taking time with them and because we as Black Americans or people that come from a first world country, we, we're not used to, to this type of chaos, functioning in this type of chaos. So a lot of us will come and say, you know, just to wash our hands of it. Oh, I got to go. This place is backwards. But I just think it needs time, consistency, and love. So I don't know if that answered your question. Well said. That's, that's, that's pretty much it because uh, that's what we've been doing here. We now get it sometimes I get frustrated easily, but over the time that I've been here now, I learned to realize I have to be calm and continue, you know, telling them what their job this duties are. So and if anything goes wrong, instead of you said, Oh, I told the receptionist, please, I'm here in this building, just let me know. When somebody check out, check all the functions if they're not right just let me know all myself i'm a, now most of the time now i go in make sure all the, the everything is because without that you got missing pieces you know but they are trying a lot that's for sure you know they're trying a lot you can you talk about giving and you guys are giving jobs and that's a wonderful thing but what um, you know, everything is just blossoming. The best is yet to come. What is a community give back that you want to do now or in the future for, you know, Sierra Leone? Uh, besides, you know, you guys giving jobs, but what's a community give back that you are doing now or that you would like to do in the future for Sierra Leone? I know every Wednesday I go and I volunteer for a group called Uman Talk. Um, Omen Talk basically is um, is under the umbrella of Schools for Salome. There are so many young um, Sierra Leonean girls that do not have access to sanitary napkins. Um, so what we do is we make um, reusable sanitary napkins and they're discreet. Um, um, a girl is able to go to school because she has her own maxi pads. So it's like a kit. She ha- she'll, she'll have three maxi pads. She'll have a panty liner. She'll have a nice little purse, which which will basically make it discreet. No one will even uh, know that they're sanitary napkins. Um, so that is one of the things that 
um, we do, and we also donate monthly uh, to this organization because this is something um, that I feel strong about. I feel like education is the key to overcome um, the poverty that we're witnessing here. Um, so that's something that I think is very important, and that is one of the ways that we give back to the community. I want you to send over some information on that because there may be other people who want to give um, to an organization like that. And if you can vouch for them, they either may want to give it to you or give it directly to the organization. Um, we had a lot of interest when we brought some people to Kenya um, okay. a few years back. So, yeah, please share that because that's something that you, here in the States, we take for granted a lot of times. Not that we don't have poverty here. Poverty is everywhere you go. The poor you shall have with you always, says the scriptures. Can you guys tell the people where they can find, you know, the, the hotel, the future TV show that will come on? We don't want to talk too much about it, but I've already hinted the name, folks, where they can connect with you when you guys finish your book and everything else that you have. You know, get let them know where they can follow you. Yeah, sure. We're at um, Stafford Lodge. We're in Hill Station, the west end of Freetown, um, right over our veranda. You can see the U.S. Embassy. So we're not too, we're within walking distance of the embassy. Um, another walking point of Lester Peak. We're not too far from the main headquarters of Orange Communications. Uh, so we're at one Stafford Drive off of Regent. Yeah. Of a Regent Road. Basically, if you're coming from uh, Bottom Mango, um, we located on the right by uh, Pass Orange, Three Street Pass Orange. You know, we're on the left hand side. Our street is the Fourth Street from the left, Pass Orange. And then so it, the sign is, it's, I mean, it's visible. It's, you see, it says, Welcome to the Stafford Lodge. Mm -hmm. So that's where we are. And coming from a uh, Regent area, as soon as you pass uh, 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 Leicester Peak, and we are on the right side, you know, uh, our street, you can see the street sign, Stafford Drive, or the sign itself on the right. Okay. And we're also, you can also um, reach us at our website. It's www.staffordlodgesl.com. Um, our email address is Stafford Lodge. Um, sl at gmail.com. So this is a place with 14 rooms, people. We want to thank our new partners in Freetown at African Young Voices Radio for airing this um, whenever they air it, just like iTunes, iHeart, and everywhere else. But we, we, we thank you guys for your time. And I want to make sure people local and those JCs, those tourists coming in, you know, go check out the hotel. Uh, I know we didn't have enough time to do everything I wanted to do, but next time soon, God willing, you guys okay. have got the game. Make sure if you do nothing else, you share it with somebody. It will change their life. Be blessed, y'all. Are you tired of the violence? Tired of the injustice? Police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America. 
or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. Diversifiedgame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, aka the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifygame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.